The phone conversation between fantasy veterans Bob Harris and Matt Waldman is a quick and dirty rundown of players, units, or teams from Sunday's games. Feel it or fuck it is our instant verdict on the fantasy value of a player situation, not the ability, effort, or character of the player. This is just how two old-timers in this industry talk when they got a lot of cover in a little time. Happy holidays, Matt Waldman, heading into the Thanksgiving week. There are no buys, but plenty of issues. <laughs> well, you know, that's to be expected on Thanksgiving, don't you think? Which is kind of fun in a way, but also sometimes, you know, it is uh, what it is. But is Traylon Burks what he is for the rest of the season? Probably not. I mean, you know, I feel him as like a end-of-the-bench player that if you get into a pinch at some point, maybe there'll be some targets. I, You know, I was pretty impressed with, you know, with what Ryan Tannehill did. But there, there's enough guys there that, you know, and I think maybe he'll be the lead piece, you know, maybe so. But there's a handful of tight ends and, and uh, you know, Robert Woods and Derrick Henry can catch the football and Dontrell Hilliard. I, you know, I just, I don't know that you'll get consistent productive. So, in general, as a starting asset, fuck it. Yeah, I think he played well, and but it is the Packers' defense who's allowed a lot of people to play well in their secondary. Um, I think Robert Woods certainly ran the more difficult type of routes that you're going to lean on, and he's getting a little healthier. You can see that he's getting more confident in that knee as the season goes along. Hilliard certainly is the red zone threat out of the backfield whenever Tannehill is uh, upright and ready to go. So I'm with you on that. I think uh, you know he's probably a a player that you pick for matchups with teams that are notoriously weak. What if about they ever start? If they ever start throwing the ball to Chiga Conquo on a regular basis, he only gets about ninety yards a catch. So yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know why they'd want to do that. So ah, how about Terrace Marshall though? Do they want to do that? Uh, no, fuck him. Fuck that offense. Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't need. I don't need that kind of drama. We'll see what happens at quarterback. I, like him, I mean, I, and I and I've liked the increasing workload or the more consistent workload um but it's just not a great offense and i you know i'm like struggling to get dj Moore into lineups i don't think there's going to be room for terrace marshall for me. I, I agree he's looked good in the moments that i've seen yep. him play um he certainly can win one-on-one -on -one. he he is a mm -hmm. technically sound player in a lot of respects but he's got baker mayfield throwing the ball and the only thing maybe worse than Baker Mayfield throwing the ball is any other Panthers quarterback they have throwing him the ball who's healthy right Sam now. Sam Darnold's coming, people. Prepare yourself. There we go. Well, that I might have a little more hope then, but I don't know if that means I'm going to start. It's the optimism of the unknown. We yeah. forgot how bad he is because we haven't seen him for a while. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what about Waddell Robinson being out now? Is there any pieces of the Giants that you're feeling? I've been feeling... I've been feeling, um, you know, Slayton. Darius Slayton, I think, is, you know, he has everything you want from a primary wide receiver except for reliable hands. But the problem is, is they don't have much else at wide receiver on this team. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I mean, he got the Bronx cheer, basically, for just appearing in a game and catching a ball. And, you know, we've talked about him. I just fuck even the subject of Kenny Galladay. So I'm... I'm more in line with Slayton with his efforts that, yeah, he may drop some, but he's a, he's a guy that you pretty much can rely on all over the field. And in this offense, they're really trying to protect Daniel Jones a great deal in terms of how he throws the ball, where he throws the ball. 
um, the the type of the type of situations that they put him in. So um, I'm feeling him, but as a low end starter. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, well, what about old DeAndre Swift? No, fuck him. I mean, I appreciate the touchdown. I needed it. I had to play him, you know, kind of attrition, force him in the lineups. I think that's where you're at with DeAndre Swift, though. And, uh, you know, I hate to use the cliche that hope is not a strategy, strategy, but, but it's it's a true cliche. And I think when you're playing DeAndre Swift, you're just hoping that it's the game that he comes through. And, he again, he got the touchdown this week, and and ever so grateful for that on Thanksgiving week. But... Uh, we'll see if he can do it again on Thanksgiving Day when he's playing pretty much third fiddle to uh, Jamal Williams and Justin Jackson, right? In terms of touches, yeah. it's just it's hard. To, it's hard. To, you know, can't can't rely on that. Fuck that. And you know, Deuce Staley's got gets it. He gets it. He understands that DeAndre Swift. You got to put him in space. They're running routes with him where he doesn't have to run anything too complicated. He gets into space. He can make the <clears> first man miss. Ask him to to actually run inside and he tries to bounce it outside. It's like he thinks there's some golden pantry store out on the out on the edge where he can maybe get a lottery ticket, um, you know, some beef jerky and, you know, something else that probably isn't all that great for him. So, um, yeah. you, you know, the fact that Justin Jackson is actually splitting the backup touches with him, fuck it. Totally right. fuck and, it. And, by, and by the way, they just opened the practice window for Jameson Williams. Fuck him, too. It's going to be too late, people. Don't get too excited. Yeah, I would agree with that. Man, you just add that right in there. Like, it's <laughs> like, you know, you're all ready for that. But I bet you aren't going to say fuck him to James Cook. Are you? Uh, no. But I'm, well, yeah, as a starting asset, I'm going to – but a stash, I'll, I'm feeling that all day long, right? I mean, I – there's weeks where I don't really feel great about putting Devin Singletary in as my uh, as a starting asset, right? I mean, he's been good the last couple of weeks, but but you know you're more relying on that passing attack. But again, it's you know the running back position. I think we're seeing more and more that multiple backs. I mean, I think this seems to be the path where teams are choosing this year is to lean heavily on multiple backs, and uh, and 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 it's turning out that you know as we've adjusted over time as fantasy managers, like for me going back to the late 80s i mean you always had that bell cow back every back was a bell cow back and and over time that's changed and now i think we've gotten to the point where oh, okay i'm playing a guy in a committee that's fine uh you know you're looking at some of these committees out there and they're perfectly it's not that you're losing out on one guy you're gaining a second player or somebody's gaining a second player i think in this case maybe we see that with james cook so i'm stashing him for sure yeah james cook had his best um best week on the ground while that only translated to 11 carries it did translate to over 80 yards it was against the browns who really can't stop anybody on the ground um and that's that's been a that's been a common theme all year but they've done some nice things to incorporate james cook that i'm optimistic about and it showed you know they could have just rolled with singletary wouldn't have been a problem there and i don't think they were afraid of losing you know, Singletary getting hurt or anything like that. I think it was just more that they, they yep. like what they see from Cook. Agreed. Amari Cooper. Is he a fantasy wide receiver one like he's been thus far when Deshaun Watson returns? No, fuck that. He's, uh, you know, let's keep Jacoby Brissett. I don't know what the hell Deshaun Watson is going to be when he shows up. Last time I saw him in preseason, didn't look that great. Okay, last time I saw him in the regular season, he was perfectly fine playing on a horrible team for the Texans. And I, I get all that. Um, you know, at this point, I'm pretty happy with what I'm getting from Amari Cooper. I'm not sure I want to upset the apple cart, as we old people say. Uh, yes, kids, they used to have carts, and they held apples, and we upset them. So what about it? I, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> 
that was my way of saying fuck you, Bob Harris. But uh, I don't know. Um, no, I I'm going to be a little more optimistic only because I, it may take there may be one week that's bumpy, but I think Deshaun Watson will be back um, fairly quickly. I don't think it's going to be in terms of his ability to play at a high <clears> level. I, I think there's going to be much ado about nothing with all of this in terms of, and it's going to anger all the people who are angry with Deshaun Watson, uh, which I understand, but you know, uh, let's just get into quick fuck the Cowboys. Is they're preparing to overpay for Odell Beckham Jr. and hope they get something in the playoffs? They could have had this guy all along. They gave him up for next to nothing. See, there you go. But yeah, I'm feeling Amari Cooper. I think, and I'm kind of feeling Donovan Peoples Jones a little bit more with yes. this too. And I definitely want you to keep an eye on David Bell at least long term. So will not. I'm feeling... not looking at him. Will not look at him. I'm avoiding him just because you told me to look at him. Fuck you, Matt Wall. That's that was for the <laughs> apple card. Well, happy that's thanks. What, that's happy how you Thanksgiving to you. Part. See, there we go. All right. Yeah. It, those apples were rotten anyway. All right. So, what about backup running backs for fantasy playoff teams? Um, you know, do you are you into that or are you into the let me get the high upside guy? Like, if you had to choose between, a, say, a Samaje Pirine and, you know, Odell Beckham, who are you going to be trying to go after? I'm probably going to go more for the position of greater scarcity. I mean, there's going to be a wide receiver, maybe even David Bell. I don't know. I'm told he's very good. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be there's always going to be another wide receiver bust or train leaving the station, and I can latch on to that. I'm probably going to, you know, there isn't always a, an available running back. And I think we all hold on to these lottery tickets, you know, basically is what they are because we've had experience, uh, I have certainly, dating back to – the dawn of fantasy football, uh, so to speak. Oh, wherever year a running back who somebody didn't draft is going to win that person a title. And so, or that they drafted later, they just been stashing on the end of their bench. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this. And I think there's a, you know, like P Ryan would probably be on that list of them. I, I think cook would be on that list of them. Alexander Madison would be on that list, especially, you know, as you get closer and teams start clinching things and, uh, you know, or, you know, start preparing for the playoffs and, put you in a little bind as you head into your title game. So I think players like that are good. Dontrell Hilliard's another one I think is, you know, that we've already mentioned that, that I'd be wanting to hold on to on my bench. I think most people already have latched on to Rashad White as, you know, kind of a potential lottery ticket who seems to maybe maybe a limited, maybe a capped, a tiny, a tiny win, I think, or a medium win. Maybe, I don't know. So um, but, so but, but, but I mean, I think there's a number of teams, you know, that, that may be heading for the playoffs. The Eagles, there's plenty of, you know, whether it's Boston Scott or Ken Gainwell, you know, pick your poison. I don't know if I would go that far with, with like the Seahawks, uh, but I mean, DJ Dallas and Travis Homer are there if you felt like you needed a, a body uh, at some point just to, to carry you over. I, I think a lot of these guys are worth stashing. You're not going to play them unless, you know, circumstances dictate somebody gets injured or there's, you know, or somebody's benched, you know, just to protect them going into playoffs. Feeling them. So my other question is: Back at the dawn of time in fantasy football, were were you wearing wide collars or plaid pants? I wore striped shirts and polka dot pants mostly. I don't know. I, I can't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> All right. So Russell Wilson, twenty twenty three. Are you oh, feeling him? Fuck Not that. writing. Not writing. Uh, the, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a long way to go, and a lot of things can happen. Some of the reporting this past week has been crazy. You know, what are you calling the wrong audibles? I don't know. Uh, but Nathaniel Hackett will be gone, it seems likely. I, mean, I want to say certain. 
um and uh and maybe you know maybe a different you know different vibe there will work in russell's favor he just there's so many weird things about this you know situation uh, you know not the least of which is all his weird little comments and stuff i just it's kind of off-putting to me and i i don't i try to divorce all that you know kind of stuff from the decision making of fantasy football but when you couple it all with a, some really horrible play and just a super disappointing year i mean you know generally first thing we do as smart fantasy managers after a season is make a list of players who disappointed uh and those are guys that you're going to target as value plays next year and get on the cheap russell wilson will be cheap next year so yeah, if get, you're so inclined to get on that kid give me that dented can all day long because i watched him last night against the raiders and i know that the raiders aren't exactly the you know the dallas cowboys of defenses right now but um they blitzed him multiple times he beat the blitz multiple times he had him in position to win um and that's and i look at this team and the you know melvin gordon if there was a guy to say fuck that yeah, fuck that play there were some things there and there are some things with just the way you know he's playing with young receivers so i'm still a russell wilson apologist clearly um and I'm, and I'm quite okay with that because i i'm Enjoy he's it. gonna be saying fuck you to pretty much everybody <laughs> next year i have a you feeling. have that lane in his yourself, nice sir. little way i do <laughs> and i'm okay with it me I, I like the swerve between the Russell Wilson and Ezekiel Elliott lanes, and I'm quite happy with both of those, regardless uh, of hey, what hey, look, anybody I'm thinks. The, I'm all on the Zeke train, but uh, you know, I'm I like to support my fellow oldsters, and I can't do it for Russ. Sorry, man. That's okay. I'm I'm with it. How about a youngster like Justin Watson now? Um, <clears throat> kind of seems you know like the piece that rises up when other pieces disappear, and uh, you know, and maybe we would have seen you know, more from Kadarius Tony had he managed to stay healthy. Yet, there we have it. That's, <laughs> here we are having this conversation. Fuck the hamstring. Kadarius Tony staying healthy is part of this conversation. And so, but Watson has been the guy who kind of rises up, you know. Uh, and so I, I don't want to overstate the case. But if I'm choosing between him, let's say David Bell, Justin Watson, all that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not confusing you with our buddy Sigmund Bloom, okay? I mean, okay. like we're we're okay, you know. There's no magic and fairy dust going on with Justin Watson, but he's certainly a capable player, and I'm okay with him on my bench, um, and maybe use him occasionally. Well, will you prefer him over Sky Moore? No, I think I'll be taking Sky Moore. I think what they want to do with him matches more in line with Hardman and Tony, and where they and what they can do with him, kind of also meshes well with what Travis Kelsey does. Um, so he can work off of Travis Kelsey in a lot of respects in terms of how they run mesh across the field. Um, and Moore really was a thorn in the Chargers' side that, um, on Sunday night. I'm feeling him. But what about Najee Harris, the, the guy that we've been talking about all year? He looked pretty good against the Bengals now, didn't he? Right. I'm very supportive of all the Harris's and Damian. I saw that 30-yard run. It was great. Keep it going, young man. Uh, but Najee, <laughs> so the, the key here was two things. Jalen Warren got hurt and left early. And so there was the full workload for Harris. And also he got four and a half yards of carry. That's encouraging, right? So, I mean, you're not fucking him because you invested a first-round pick in him. You're sitting here waiting for him to turn into that first-round pick. And this is as close to a sign of that as I've seen so far this year. I think he's still going to have some, you know, touchdown equity. You know, I mean, he's getting when they're in position to score, he's going to get the opportunities and he can do it as a runner or a receiver. So, I mean, still playing him, not, not, not setting my uh, expectations higher just yet, but slightly encouraged feeling the encouragement. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a low-end starter. I'm, I'm good with that. Quez Watkins. Not fuck that. He seems like a nice kid. But, you know, <laughs> like the, the primary assets here disappear uh, from week to week, right? I mean, you know, every week is not an A.J. Brown week. Every week is not a Devontae Smith week. I don't think every week is going to be a Quez Watkins week either. No, but I would say this. If the team is... If the team they're facing isn't very good against the tight end or very good against slot receivers, Quez Watkins is a is a bye week type of play who can match up well against those units based on how they're going to use them in this offense without Dallas Goddard. Um, Chase Claypool. Ah, fuck him. Um, look, I mean, it may build up, right? I mean, you know, I don't want to be totally dismissive of him. Obviously, they brought him in for a reason. It seems like a longer term. Uh, situation, maybe much like Kadarius Tony, uh, as they worked over the offseason to heal that magical hamstring. Um, but, you know, two things. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to run the football a lot in Chicago. And when they pass, there seem to be other targets that are way higher on the priority list for now. Uh, so I don't know that that's going to change over the course of the season. If I have them on rosters, I'm probably holding on to them just in case. But if I need room, if I need, like, if I'm in a pinch at some point, He's on the list of guys that I'm like going, well, might have to let go in a redraft. Yeah, I'd be waiting to trade him when his value starts to take a bump with all the hope with uh, Justin Fields next year because there's going to be a ton of hope for Justin Fields next year based on how well he's played so far. Nico Collins. <clears throat> Feel Nico fuck that offense, though, man. What a mess. Um, yeah. Nico's been good. Last, you know, the, the last month he has been – serviceable right he's getting into the workload he's doing something with it I'm, like encouraged to see him as a player you know starting to kind of morph in fantasy community always in on players early kind of a sexy name last year oh nico Collins, you gotta do something well you know we're you know and now he's turning into that thing that we all thought he might you know be capable of uh the year before but <clears throat> but this offense is so bad uh you know that it crushed damian pierce this week and that's very hard to do <laughs> what about van jefferson uh, you know, I have shares. I'm not letting go of my shares. I have no expectations for my shares. Not ready to fuck them, but I'm certainly not feeling them. That kind of sounds like what you probably said um, back in the day with his dad. Yes. That's what exactly. I was saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, about, that's about right. Um, but, you know, uh, this seems like a, you know, a conversation more about the Rams offense than it is about Van Jefferson. And so often it's the case. Uh, don't know what to make of this offense. What a mess. Uh, you know, I'm not just yeah uh, fuck yeah. them picks is not necessarily uh the greatest strategy it turns out yeah no i understand so logan thomas is back feeling him. feeling it feeling yeah. it See? i picked him up in a number of leagues yeah I, well i picked him up in a number of leagues so he is on a he's on in a bunch of lineups this week but but in general i mean we've seen him be uh you know a top 10 tight end and here we are in a you know this tight end world where oh there's no zach Ertz, there's no dallas goddard where we're, you know, hoping David Njoku rises back up to that 14-point-a-game player we saw. And he may – I think he will, but, I mean, it was, a, you know, the ramp-up was slow this this past week. But, yeah, I think the, I think that Logan Thomas looks healthy now. And uh, and with Taylor Heineke, you know, locked in as the starter for now, until he's not, apparently. Um, I don't think he's going to not not be the starter. I think they're going forward with this. So, <clears throat> I have a lot of hope for Logan Thomas. And, and again, in a, in a shallow pool, he, he stands out. Yeah, regardless of whether it's Taylor Heineke or Carson fuckum Wentz, then, you know, Logan Thomas, I think, is good either way to go based on from what I've seen. Um, you know, even when he was gimpy with Wentz in the lineup, 
I think you could see that the targets were going to be there for him. Jahan Dotson, though? Nah, fuck him. I mean, you know, don't need that. I this That early, you know, touchdown, you know, early scoring outburst was great, and it seemed to be a cool thing because it was schemed up for him. Uh, there doesn't seem to be as much of that going on. You know, Terry McLaurin is the apple of Heineke's eye and Logan Thomas. And so, you know, there's going to be plays, but I don't know. I'm not expecting any consistent production there. I'm feeling I'm feeling Antonio Gibson. I'll tell you that, uh, and and yeah. and I'm also kind of feeling Brian Robinson is the guy that you you hold on to in case they just decide you know look the season's over we're going to start playing backups this week. Um, I think this both another, those guys will be performers. Another another example of you know what I was talking about earlier, where we're just seeing you know two running backs doesn't necessarily ruin either of them. I mean. And maybe it's just a matter of expectations and we've, you know, learned over time that this is how it's going to be and where maybe it's just acceptance on my part. Um, but I also, you know, I want to look at like San Francisco where, I mean, okay, Chris McCaffrey, it's great when he's a 30-point player a game, but, you know, if he's still a 20-point player a game and Elijah Mitchell's a double-digit point player a game, we're all gaining a little bit. I, you know, I don't, I hope it's not my weekly, my opponent that week gaining. Bless you, sir. Thank you. I hope it's not my opponent that week that's gaining, but... But but I I think this is just the world where, where we have to get used to living in, and I think that's a prime example of the commander's offense of two playable commodities. One you know obviously preferable to the other, but the other still being a you know a realistic play if you're at a pinch. Nice. Well, as long as you don't have to choose between them any given week, that's the thing. Don't have both of them on your team. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Okay. What about no, Pat? Fuck that for sure. I, I, you know, look, I kick myself in the ass enough after you know lousy lineup decisions if I'm choosing between two guys. I mean, I think the Miami backfield is going to be that, right? We're going to be, you know, if you have, and very possible you have both Mostert and, and and Jeff Wilson Jr. I think every week you're going to be wishing that you made, you know, the decision you made is going to be tenuous. I think See, I, one was, of them. I was I was going to picture you as some monk self-flagellating himself, but then and then I looked no. in the back and I saw the alcohol, but then I know you don't drink that alcohol. I don't drink the alcohol. But then I don't, I. you know, you're just a riddle wrapped in a conundrum, so I don't know what You're the, welcome. Yeah, there you go. Pat Fryermuth though. Speaking of Feeling like, him. Yeah. I th- yeah, look, yesterday was great cuz I don't think the matchup was that favorable for him. And he's still delivered. He's getting the targets. Uh, you know, George Pickens, uh, I'm very intrigued by. I'm still not sure I trust that. But I kind of trust what I'm seeing from Friarmouth from week to week. He just seems like he's going to be a viable play. Again, it's the position as well where there just aren't a lot of guys that you can count on. It's locked in the high-end pieces. Get him now in Dynasty. Get him now in Dynasty. Make him one of your anchors, especially in a PPR um, 1.5 premium league i think he may not be travis kelsey like but he's going to be a top five player for a long time i think in this league as long as you know based on where this offense is going even if it's not kenny pickett and it's someone else he's going to be a stalwart in this league at his position let's round this out alan robinson is he the only guy you're feeling on this on this team or you just fucked all the rams oh yeah i kind of have to you kind of have to based on the investment and you know I like the touchdown, right? It seems like he's always been capable of that. This offense, again, is, you know, just the latest in the thousand examples, the mounting, growing mountain of evidence that offensive lines are very important to fantasy football managers. And uh, and so uh, I'll, I'm going to keep playing him, feel him as a playable asset, fuck him as a high-end uh, possibility. So 
So where's the where's the point for you? I mean, do you are you feeling the idea earlier now that we're like in week twelve? Uh, fuck this question, maybe. But all right, when do you just say fuck it and cut bait on guys who you've invested in early? Well, I think like you should. I, I, ideally, this is the time to do that, right? You start buckling in, you know, narrowing it down, getting just playable assets, not guys that you're hoping, you know, are playable assets based on your investment. You know, divorce the name from the numbers. Start looking at your scoring. You know, that's very important. I think we don't do that. We keep looking at the name. I uh, can't, I can't let go of him. Well, go look at his numbers and compare it, you know, with the other players specifically on your roster. And that's, you know, that's that's the answer to the question, right? I mean, the guys that have been producing. And, and when you look at those numbers, look at the weekly production. Don't look at the totals. Look at the every week and see, you, you know. Yeah, I got a better way to say this, Bob. If you've got more than one if in the sentence to make him be good, um, he definitely needs to be cut from your roster at this point. Right, right. I mean, you know, there's something to be said if you have a deep enough roster for holding on to playable pieces any given week. But if there's a guy in your roster that you have a hard time justifying putting in your lineup every week, consider moving on from them and finding something better or just avoiding the situation. Well, I'm not moving on from you, Bob Harris, and I wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a good rest of the week. Happy Thanksgiving to you, young man. Go upset an apple cart. Love right. you. Goodbye. Bye.